Hello, dear ones, and welcome to Subtle Medicine, brought to you by Inner Spark. This is the resource for all things holistic healing, natural living, conscious relating, epic life changing, and spirituality, all steeped in earth-based wisdom. We're your hosts, Devin. And I'm Mike. On today's show, episode two, Plant Spirit Medicine and Energy Healing, we'll discuss the theories, why it's absolutely necessary to address all levels of a person's being in the prevention and treatment of disease, and how you can begin to explore the world of plant medicine and energy healing on your own. Let's dive in. All right. All right. Are you ready? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to first begin by talking about sort of how energy healing impacts the physical body, because I think a lot of people, there's a lot of misconceptions about energy healing, and it has you know, a variety of connotations to different people. And so I kind of wanted to start there, how it impacts the physical body. So working with energy healing really means that we're working with shifting our intangible realms. And so those are our emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies. And I recommend going back to episode one for all the details about that. And really, we broke down the different bodies really well. So with energy healing, you're working with these these intangible, subtle realms of your existence. And since the subtle creates the gross, these intangible realms are literally creating your physical existence, like in every single second of your life. So things like outdated beliefs, old wounds, undigested emotions, and stories about ourselves in the world, they all create imbalance and dysfunction in our systems that then manifest in our physical bodies our lives, you know, our, our work, our relationships, all of these things that are part of our physical existence. And so this can look like chronic allergies, migraines, hormonal imbalances, an inability to set boundaries and, and really speak up for yourself, attracting unsupportive relationships, and just like chronically being dissatisfied, things like that. Do you have anything to add or any questions? Not yet. I think going back to the four body system is a really good place to start. So going back to episode one, um, seeing how the energetic uh, creates the, the gross, the, the subtle creates the gross, the energetic creates the tangible. So no, I think you're, you're on track. All right. So yeah, that's just a little overview. And then really getting into plant spirit medicine and like, what is it? Because that's another concept I feel like people it sounds so abstract and almost esoteric that a lot of people just kind of shy away from it so plant spirit medicine is sort of the umbrella term for working with plant energies on a subtle level and just as pocahontas taught us and i'm not going to spontaneously erupt into song every rock and tree and creature has a life has a spirit has a name it's absolutely true so working with plants in this capacity can be thought of as energetic herbalism so in the way that ingesting a physical medicinal plant is going to influence and work with your physical body, engaging with the subtle aspects of a plant is going to influence and shift your subtle aspects. And flower essences are a way of working with plant spirit medicine, and they're one of my most favorite modalities in the entire world. They're just amazing. And they're made in a very ceremonial, shamanic fashion, and like I said, or like Pocahontas said, every rock and tree and creature and flower has a life and a spirit and a name. So while making flower essences, the plant 
its particular energetic code or teaching is given to the maker and the plant is imprinted, this code is imprinted in water and then stored in a glass amber bottle with a preservative of brandy traditionally. You can also use apple cider vinegar, moonshine, other things like that just kind of act as a as a way to store this this code in the water. And if that sounds a little too woo for you, check out the studies by Dr. Emoto. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out. He was a doctor in Japan and he looked at the the different crystalline structures of water when it froze and the water would change based on how it was treated or spoken to. And when he froze it, the crystal structure would be radically different. And it's beautiful to look at how it would change. You know, the, the angry water, the water that had been spoken to meanly looked so different than the, the happy water. And he also looked at flower essence waters and those were even dramatically different. So for those of you that need that extra like scientific proof, check that out. So back to the code of the plant. The plant's medicine and vibration interacts with our vibration. And each one of us, just like the plant, has, has our own signature. And our true authentic brilliance is what we're aiming to restore. You know, the one that we had when we first came into the world, before life and all of those happenings kind of piled its layers on top of us. And one of the beautiful things about flower essences and working with plants in this capacity is that they're completely safe for all people, babies and animals. There is absolutely no plant matter in them. There's no contraindications when taking them. They're also incredibly sustainable and don't require mass quantities to make or even take. So like essential oils, another beautiful modality. However, they require like so much plant material to make just a tiny little bottle of oil. And um, yeah, like a mother stock bottle of flower essence could last you an entire lifetime. So that's just kind of like the logistical overview. Um, babe, do you have any anything to add? Any questions? Because I could just go down the rabbit hole. So he keeps me like, you know, safely down the rabbit hole. I, right. I won't get lost and never return. So one of the things that uh, I want to add is that I'm a real skeptic when it comes to most things. But you're talking about uh, Dr. Emoto, E-M-O-T-O, for anybody who wants to look him up. He's, his work is really fascinating. And I can see the energetic imprints of things around us on other things that I think we might take for granted or certain people just might not be aware of. Another really cool... Uh, study on these kinds of energetic auras is one that was done with radio telescopes where they looked at planets in space and stars and you could take those signals from those planets and interpret them as sound and it sounded like whale songs out there and it's mm. just really fascinating that these bodies are floating in space and you take what we consider a dead rock, like a moon, and here it is vibrating and creating this sound, this music. So the fact that there are energetic levels out there that we do not regularly perceive, uh, I think should be obvious. And I highly doubt that anybody in this day and age with Bluetooth and Wi-Fi could possibly <laughs> doubt that we have, that there are energies that we cannot see 
and feel, but that are there and our world runs on them all the time. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, connectivity in plants that make networks that put our, you know, technological networks to shame. Something called mycorrhizae, which is a type of fungus that grows on the roots of trees. And if one tree in a forest is deficient in nutrients, those nutrients can get transported over the mycorrhizae uh, to other trees. And, you know, those kinds of connections. I don't know if there's, you know, uh, an almighty creator or if there's some intelligent designer behind all of these things, or if it's just the inherent native intelligence of the plants themselves that has created these systems. But the fact is that it's there and that's absolutely undeniable. So there's so much here with plants, with the intelligence encoded into them and the energetic world around us that is enough for a skeptic like myself to really pay attention and say, okay, what do you have here? Especially since we're so focused on the gross treatments from the outside in, treating the symptoms, treating mm -hmm. the things that we see. And, you know, there's no cure for the common cold, but we have so many medicines out there that will treat your symptoms of the cold that, you know, can be okay for things like if I have a toothache and I just need something to dull the pain while I'm waiting to go to a dentist, okay. But, you know, a lot of our sicknesses, both emotional, mental, physical, and I, I don't think there's a lot of diagnoses for spiritual sickness, but I don't well, think the there's... the root of all sickness, right, in I, my opinion, but anyway. <laughs> absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt that there is spiritual sickness in the world and that people suffer from it and cause others to suffer. And when we try to correct the symptoms, we're not getting to the root. And it's... Again, go, please go back to episode one if you missed it, where we talk about how the layers from the energetic up to the physical can influence each other. It's really great stuff. So I, I can see it, and I just really want to you know, know more. I mean, seriously. It's just, I, I'm very hungry for this stuff because I see how much we have in the world right now that's not working treating the symptoms instead of the causes. And I think that there's a lot of people when the pharmaceutical side effects are worse than the thing you're trying to fix in the first place that are looking for an alternative. And I think it's a kind of a tragic irony that these you know, ancient shamanic practices are considered alternative medicine and that Western medicine is considered, what do they call it, traditional? You go to I, yeah, something like that. Right. But it, it's just, it's a really sick and sad joke that I think a lot of people are waking up to and want to know what's going on in nature and seeing ourselves as part of nature instead of just something in it. So. Right. And you're touching on two things that are making my, my little brain stir. And one of them, I think we have in our society such a, a different view on energy like energy is all things all things are energy my physical body is energy and the the cells the molecules the little teeny tiny atoms the quarks all of the little teeny little bits the subtle bits are vibrating just so to create a devon 
a physical Devon. Same thing with you, same thing with this shoe, my clothes. So I think that when we start to think of matter, we're like, oh, energy is this separate, weird, weird right. woo-woo thing. A lesser thing. I'm, I'm a, a solid piece of matter. Right. And so it's, I think, like a some type of weird definitional thing. Is definitional a word? Definitive? <laughs> definitional? I'm, Perhaps. I'm, I'm going to roll with All that. Right. All right. We're going to use that. Yeah. Uh, a definitional thing that, that has taken place that adds to this this separation, or th- this illusion of separation. And it's also just like what you were saying about this illusion of separation between us and nature. And back to the, the spiritual sickness or spiritual imbalance that we talked about, I've always been of the opinion, and especially in my work and in my own personal experiences, that kind of the root of all human suffering is this illusion that there's something wrong with me. Everything stems from the there's something wrong with me story and this this thing of separation. And so energy healing really is a journey. It's a journey to remembering that there is no separation, that you are energy, you are spirit, you are this unflawed, beautiful thing that is vibrating in such a way to have this physical human meat suit and to have this physical human life. So by taking whatever, you know, and there's so many different energy healing modalities out there. And at their core, I truly feel that they're meant to be a journey back to yourself, really, back to remembering, back to uncovering that authentic essence that is you before kind of the human experience piled on and and created this illusion of separation from nature, from spirit, this illusion of of flaws that there's something wrong with you and and in my experience flower essences are really a fantastic way of remembering those pieces that's that's incredible so you're saying it's like a way to come back to your original nature absolutely yeah that's awesome so for uh, anybody who doesn't know i am a buddhist and the saying that coming back to your original nature, that's the definition of enlightenment. And uh, Devin does not endorse uh, any particular organized religion or anything. So I always find it just incredible when she, you know, spontaneously uh, (laughs) says things that just line up exactly with, you know, a lot of ancient teachings that I use in my practice. So namaste, Devin. Thank you. All right, so where should we go from here? I was going to offer some specific flowers and some specific gems to work with. That's great. Um, you've had experiences with flower essences. Mm-hmm. Yep. Would you like to talk about any of those, especially as the skeptic that you are? Because, I mean, I have tons I could share. Yeah. But I think I've already made it clear that I'm, I might be a little biased and in love with the modality. Right, so... I think a big part of being a skeptic, and that is a word that I use with pride, is that it's not just about sticking your fingers in your ears and saying la 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 and being ignorant to anything that's going on. It's about having an open mind and not having preconceived notions that anything is going to either work or not work. So there's, as Devin has said, there's no risks with flower essences. Is that correct? Absolutely. There's no, no what do you say, contraindications? Contraindications. There are no, there's no plant material in there. So like when we work with physical herbs, we need to be really cognizant, especially if somebody is taking a prescription medication, for example. There are some herbs that, that interact with those. Mm -hmm. And yeah, with flower essences, that's, 
that's not the case. You don't need to check for any interactions because there aren't any. It's, right. It's, it's energetic. So without there being any risks involved in taking flower essences, as a skeptic, it's my attitude, you know, why not? I'll go ahead and try it. And I have taken a few. The differences are subtle, and that's not just a play on words for our mantra of the subtle creating the growth. It's a shift in energy can feel like an encouragement to do something that you already know you should be doing or to enable you to do something that you didn't think that you could do. And that's just my personal experience. That's how I've experienced them. I have a pattern of not uh, speaking up necessarily and that's something that flower essences have helped me with and that's it's just a real subtle thing it's just like a little tension in my throat that makes me just say oh okay instead of saying what's on my mind but uh, that can have some really gross consequences that can result in uh, me staying up at night because I have you know acid reflux from stress or my loved ones not knowing what's on my mind and putting up a barrier to the relationship there. So it's just another example of how those really subtle things can have big, gross consequences in our lives. That's a beautiful example. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, and so I wanted to touch on, because you mentioned you have taken a few, and I think you meant to say a few different blends, a few different formulas right. that were custom created for you. Yes, that there are a bajillion plants on planet Earth, and so therefore there are that many flower essences available to us, and there are still plants that we haven't even discovered yet. And there's literally a plant for every single human condition at any given time. So anything that you're experiencing, there is something to support you in that. And while different ones aren't going to hurt you, they maybe just won't have as big of an impact on you if you aren't in need of them at the particular moment. And so you can take single, single flowers um, and you can certainly engage in the journey on yourself. They're gonna have the biggest impact when they're kind of blended together because they can then work synergistically and really create the experience that you most need because they're kind of jiving with your energetic field and what is needed in you at this particular moment. And different kind of characteristics and traits vibrate differently than others and so that's where the specific plant comes in and is really helpful and the more specific that you can get especially when working with a blend the bigger of an impact you're going to notice and when i say big it's not you know sometimes yes it might be you wake up one day and you're like holy shit you know and you just have this mm. amazing experience that is so tangible other times you might just be going along and you know a few days pass and you're like huh i haven't done that thing that I usually do in days and I don't even want to. What's happening? This is awesome. So it, it runs a whole spectrum of potential experiences that one might have. But working with somebody who can kind of guide you through the process who's dedicated to this. And I'm not like, you know, hey, come work with me. But yes, come work with me. There are also lots of other very passionate flower essences, flower essence practitioners as well. But having somebody to kind of midwife that experience for you and witness you and hold that mirror up to your blind spots can be very, very helpful. So that's where you come in, is having that kind of experience and knowledge to pick out the right 
flower essences. That's something that I've seen, like companies that offer just generic formulas of flower essences for like stress, for example. And while, you know, those might be fine, I can definitely see the value in having someone who listens to you and knows what you need specifically. So that's definitely, I think that's something that should be highlighted. Yeah, and I think a lot of times you mentioned I select them. It's kind of like they select. I'm just a conduit. <laughs> They're like, right. hey, what? I want to play with mm -hmm. this person. They need me. And that you bring up an excellent point. Energy healing, under that, one of the modalities, plant spirit medicine, and then under that, flower essences. So that's kind of like where we're going, what we're talking about right now. And I have noticed, especially in my experience with clients, and even sometimes in my own, my own healing journey over the lifetime that I've been here, is that energy healing can be turned to sometimes as a bypassing mechanism. So people can be like, oh, you know, my life sucks. It must be energetic. I'm going to go visit the local shaman and, you know, align my chakras and everything will be fine. Or you have the people who kind of shy away from that aspect and they'll just be so fixated on the physical, you know, like diet hopping, Jenny Craig one week, paleo the next, um, and just so in, just enchanted with, with the physical. And it really takes both because the imbalance energetically has been here for so long and we've ignored its signs, we've ignored the different symptoms, we've ignored our intuition and things have just piled up and you're not vibrating in the manner that you are meant to, it's manifested on the physical. So it really takes healing and going after the, from, the, from the subtle to the gross. So offering ways of supporting the physical, your lifestyle, the nutritional components, your relationships, your physical practices, while also supporting that energetic shift so that it can then recreate the physical in the way that you intend. But while that's happening, while the body plays catch up, it's really important to support the physical as well. Because ultimately your body is having the experience and your true authentic nature is perfect. It is just the way that it's meant to be. And your body is having the experience and it can be a little bit slow to kind of catch up with the energetic shift as it's happening. And so I'd like to share with you a few different plant essences that you could consider taking. We can also work with crystal elixirs and um, maybe we'll talk about that at a different time. So I'd like to share three plants that I really love that have been paramount in my journey. One of them is red cedar and she's a tree. Tree essences are fabulous. She specifically works with providing feelings of groundedness, um, comfort, support and stability. Really great for those that have been through trauma and are suffering kind of just that multi-level exhaustion that comes along with being through really difficult things. Dandelion increases energy and enthusiasm and she carries the signature of spring. So all things new, creative, fresh possibilities. She's just like the happy bubbly energizer bunny. And then lastly for unraveling wounds in the second chakra so these are things related to our sexuality, rediscovering our inherent innocence, and restoring our childlike perspective. Orange hibiscus is beautiful for this, especially if it's the more uh, childlike energies that you're trying to restore, or if the wounding occurred during childhood. Hibiscuses in general are beautiful for 
the second chakra. And so this entire episode really does not even scratch the surface. And I'm sure we will revisit this. And I'd love to share some specific case studies because I have some really fascinating yumminess to share. Yeah, like I said, there's literally a plant to support every human condition at any given time. And I really feel like at this moment in time, Mother Earth is really, I mean, she's hurting and we're hurting. And that's no coincidence because we are her and she is us. And I think that now more than ever, we really need to return to these earth-based ways of living and healing and using the medicine that's available to us to remember our authenticity and to really serve our highest good while we're here. Absolutely. Um, thank you for all of that. You definitely informed me and I'm sure our listeners have gotten a lot of really good knowledge on it. Is uh, You mentioned case studies. I know that at our website, www.innerspark.life, um, there's a blog uh, entitled Why Flower Essences, and you've got some good information and a video on there as well. So if somebody wants to learn a little bit more, uh, they could go there for sure. Yeah, there's flower essences all over the place on that website. <laughs> Do you have any other questions or last minute things before we wrap up? Uh, no, I mean, I'm really curious about the uh, gem elixirs, but we don't have time to get into that yeah we might talk about that at a later time that could be a whole show on itself okay all right so that is all the time we have for today if you loved the show and want to learn more be sure to subscribe to it leave us a review on itunes share the wisdom with a friend don't be stingy and visit www.innerspark.life to learn more we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions about today's show so please deepen the conversation with us on social media we are at Innerspark Life on Instagram and Facebook. Catch us next time when we discuss my favorite thing ever, the dis-ease process. So much love to you until then.